John Denny. Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do for yourself. Know you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. I never let up. Everyone that I'm on already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up Elijah Muhammad. Muhammad Ali. Sarah Carmichael. Mess now, man. What about me? Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do for yourself. Know you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. I never let up. Everyone that I'm around already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up Elijah Muhammad. Muhammad Ali. Farrah Khan, Michael Mack. Now my what about me? Be willing to die so that we can be free. Now if we don't produce, man, what we gon' eat? What we gon' eat? Yeah, man, what we gon' eat? All right. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. It's your brother, Ben X. Featuring our good brother, Dr. Wesley Muhammad. And we're going to be discussing the pot plot in COVID-19 epidemic among black people. We all know that 420 uh, just passed and a lot of people was smoking their blunts and rolling their black woods whatever, or backwoods, whatever you call them. And so I wanted to discuss um, uh, the pop plot because he actually has a book out that is, I believe, 800 plus pages that you guys can go and get. I know a lot of people want to argue back and forth in the comment section about, you know, what you know. And I'm always going to refer you to the book where he has done the research and has the documents and you can just argue with that, you know. Uh, so he is a brother who's also been talking about it on The Breakfast Club, talked about it in several lectures. Um, and so he's here today uh, to present to you guys about the pop plot, uh, maybe can answer a, a few questions at the end. And, of course, talk about the current COVID-19 epidemic amongst black people. So, Dr. Wesley, it's on you. Assalamualaikum. In the name of Allah, who came in a personal master, Fard Muhammad, to whom our holy praises are forever due, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah. And I bear witness that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is his living and exalted Christ. And I further bear witness that the honorable brother Minister Farrakhan is their divine reminder, Allah's Messiah, and the one and only truly divine guide among us in this day. Um, in their names, I greet you, Brother Ben, and um, all of your wonderful platform audience with the greeting words of peace, of assalam, alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. I'm honored always, Brother Ben, to be invited to your platform, and um. I think it's important. I'm happy to be invited to talk about this particular subject. Um, as most know, um, Allah has blessed me I'm sorry, I'm told that I have an echo. Are you hearing an echo from me? Uh, one second. Let me, uh, it may be on my end. Let me see. Okay. There should be no echo now. Everything should be good now. Okay. Uh, most know that over the last several years, since 2016 in particular, uh, we have been exposing the pot plot 
which is the U.S. government's weaponization of marijuana against black people. Um, I did not know then, Brother Ben, that we were really laying the base for an understanding of what was about to come. This COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and we should start there because the pot plot, the weaponization of marijuana among or against black people has direct and critical importance to the COVID-19 pandemic as it is fastly becoming in America a black epidemic. When all of us first heard of COVID-19, of course, we all heard of this outbreak in Wuhan, China. And then the Chinese images quickly morphed into European images, European royalty even. And then in America, the images of elderly white people and white people in general catching the coronavirus such that a meme went around suggesting that black people were immune to the virus and the disease. And now here we are, white people across this nation are protesting to, to their local and state gov governments to lift the shelter-in-place orders. Let them give us free, is what they're saying to their governments. Let them come out and resume their normal lives because the media has made it clear that COVID-19 has become a black thing, just as HIV started as a white thing and was morphed into a black thing. Now, let me say this to all of us who are in states where the shelter-in-place protocols are being lifted. We just got instructions hot off the press from the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan, the only one whose guidance and instruction we should be following today. I'm going to say this. The Muslims who are claiming COVID-19 is a hoax, you are not a follower of the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan. The Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan is instructing us to in states where the shelter-in-place protocols are being lifted, we are being instructed to maintain the shelter-in-place protocols. In Georgia, 
where Friday your, your governor is opening up your state. The Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan instructs us to not violate, even in those states, we should not violate the guidelines and protocols of social distancing and personal protective equipment. Don't throw your mask away in Georgia because your government, your governor has lifted the shelter in place mandate so that businesses can make money. When you go out, wear your mask. Avoid congested areas. Maintain social distancing. This is what followers of the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan will be doing even in states where the shelter-in-place mandate has been lifted. Brother Ben, the COVID-19 pandemic that is fastly morphing in America into a Black epidemic, it is very real. Black people are dying. Now, I said earlier, I posted on my platforms that the most, or on the eve of the COVID-19 pandemic, among the most diabolical things that this government has done against black people or among the most diabolical things that has been done against the black man is the legalization, the state legalization of marijuana. The state legalization of marijuana, which has had black people celebrating the freedom to smoke this weaponized weed. This whole time, it has been predisposing us to the damage, the severe damage of COVID-19. The legalization of marijuana that preceded the COVID-19 black pandemic by a year the state-by-state legalizing of marijuana put Black people in a physiological condition that predisposed us to the COVID-19 Black death that we are witnessing. So the pot plot, as we have described it, and I will end the intro here, the pot plot, as we have been documenting it, and we, you are right, we have documented the pot plot in not just 800 pages, Brother Ben, but in 2,000 footnotes, and Mm. that's the point. I said Sunday. Don't put your brother in the conspiracy theorist 
basket. Right. I don't do that. Conspiracy theorists advance their theories prematurely. They advance their theories in a form in a non-vettable form. I have never advanced an argument for conspiracy without documenting the conspiracy. I'm a conspiracy documentarian. I am not a conspiracy theorist. There are conspiracy theorists, but I'm not one of those. We've documented with 2,000 footnotes the pot plot, the weaponization of marijuana against black people. So the pot plot and the COVID-19 black epidemic, they are intricately connected to each other. Yes, sir. So for those who are out there wondering, what is the bad part about uh, the marijuana? You know, people always say, and I'm pretty sure you heard thousands of times, you know, it's it's natural. God grew it and it's from the earth. So what exactly makes it? Uh, what are they doing to actually weaponize it? It's a very good and important question. So let me allow willing thoroughly clarify the matter for us, at least clarify the matter as your brother has been presenting it. We are not talking about cannabis, right, Brother Ben. We are not talking about God's holy herb. God created the cannabis plant. He planted it in Central Asia originally, not in Africa. But he created it as a boon to human life, as a benefit to human life. So nobody who believes in God and loves God and the Quran says, which of Allah's bounties would you deny? Only a fool would deny any of Allah's bounties and the cannabis plant absolutely is a bounty of Allah. And all humans should be able to take advantage of that bounty of Allah. But the Quran also speaks of mischief being made with created things. Mm. God created the cannabis plant and Satan is making mischief with the cannabis plant. How are you making mischief with the cannabis plant, Mr. Satan? Our lessons tell us that a devil is any live germ grafted from original. The grafting from an original is the process of making double. The weaponized weed of which I speak is not God's holy herb. It's Satan's devil weed. Mm. The weed that was grafted from original. So be more specific, Brother Wesley. What does devil weed look like? What does weed grafted from original look like? Well, if God's holy herb 
comes equipped with hundreds of special unique chemicals they call cannabinoids, chemicals specific to the cannabis plant that in the synergy of all of them together, they call it the entourage effect. The synergy of these unique cannabis chemicals gives the cannabis plant its medicinal value. And among the 200 or so cannabinoids or special cannabis chemicals, among them is THC. Among them is CBD. But this is the point. In God's holy herb, Brother Ben, THC is one among the hundreds of cannabinoids. And the average natural cannabis plant has a THC content of less than 1%. And that THC is checked, it's controlled, it's modulated by its synergizing with CBD and the other hundreds of cannabinoids. So God's plant has everything in its right proportion to do what Allah God intended his holy herb to do. However, no blunt with 1%, less than 1% THC is going to get anybody high today. So many people ask me, Brother Ben X, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made $130,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game. And we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Peace. So they started grafting the cannabis plant such that the THC content has been increased. The CDC content through graftation, the CDC or uh, CBD content has been grafted down, and that's the process of creating devil weed. For anything grafted from original is double, double. God did not create the cannabis plant for us to smoke it and get high. The purpose of THC is not for Negroes to get high. That ain't what God created it for. But because we can't get high off of a plant that has less than 1% THC, we graft it. We graft THC up. We graft CBD down. And that's how you get loud. That's devil weed. Very different from God's holy herd. So what are the... But I'm going to say this, and we'll come back to it. I'm let, Just so you know, brothers and sisters, you want the first 
You are the creators of life. In your backyard, in our backyard, we want the first to graft THC up and CBD down. Loud was first produced in a U.S. military laboratory. We got the names, dates, and processes. We'll get to that in a minute. But I want to leave us with that note. The production of live, the process of creating devil weed did not begin with independent growers in their backyard. It began in a military laboratory, U.S. military laboratory. And before we move forward with uh, the documents and going into what you sent, I know many are, one, many are wanting to ask or know, did Dr. Wesley say that weed is going to make me gay? You know, I've been smoking weed for 20 years, brother, and I've been married to a woman for 20 years. What do you mean that it makes you gay? So can you clarify what you actually said and kind of break down what you meant by it? Yes, sir. Thank you for that. Because that was a myth that has dogged me from the beginning. For a minute, for a long while, I... I um. I resented that myth, but in the process of completing this book, I came to appreciate that lie that was told on me. I will explain in a moment. No, um, your brother never said from that rostrum at Mas Marianne when I first introduced the pot plot to the world. I never said weed makes you gay. Nor on any platform since then or following that have I ever said weed makes you gay. What I said was from the rostrum at Mas Marian, I said weed, I said the weed you smoke is subtly feminizing you, black man. That night, the blogs put it out there that Nation of Islam minister, Dr. Wesley Muhammad, says weed makes you gay. The problem with the writers of those headlines and the problem with most who heard what I actually said, but we subtly feminizes the black man. The problem with those who heard that and processed it as weed makes you gay is we have a too narrow understanding of what feminization means. Mm. We only know of sexual feminization but I was talking about non-sexual feminization all feminizations isn't sexual homosexuality is a sexual feminization but you have non-sexual feminizations which is what I was speaking of at that particular moment I was speaking to the hyper emotionality 
of black men as a consequence of this weaponized weed. And I said that, in fact, it is not a signature of the pot plot against black men. It's not homosexuality. A clearer signature of the pot plot against black men is hyper-emotionality. Because that THC, that increased THC that we imbibe and the estrogenic chemicals in the smoke that's produced at the end of that blunt, the synergy between those two in our body does something to our cerebral blood flow that alters the emotional profile of men mm. and gives men literally the emotional profile of a female. And this is why so many black men are hyper impulsive, hyper emotional. That was the feminization that I was speaking of, non-sexual feminization. But because we don't get that feminization occurs on a spectrum from non-sexual to sexual, the people automatically in the blogs automatically went to gay. Now with that, and I never said that, I never meant that, that was never in my heart. But I am going to say this. For years, I resented Bossip because Bossip was among the first to put that out. I resented those who mischaracterized my statement. But today, I have to say thank you. Mm. You mischaracterized my statement, I never at that time, which was 2017, I never entertained the thought of we homosexualizing anybody. That was not my thinking. And so when Bossup and you other guys heard that or poured that out of my words, I resented that, but today I'm thanking you for that because y'all saw something that I didn't even see at the time. And so in our book, The Pot Plot, we document how I have a section, a chapter, does weed make you gay? Hmm. And because you all mischaracterized my words and you forced me to look at that thing deeper. And now we have documented that in fact, we can make you gay. Mm. But what are you saying, Brother Wesley? We will not, marijuana smoking, I didn't say it then, I don't say it now, because I can't say it. Smoking a blunt isn't going to make no grown man want to have sex with another man. Unless maybe, at least not by itself. Smoking a blunt is not likely 
to make a man want to have sex with another man. It's not going to convert a heterosexual man into a homosexual. I didn't say that then. I don't say that now. But this is what we document here in great detail. With sources, I encourage you to vet. Dear sisters, as part of the pot plot, our enemy is encouraging you when you get pregnant, when you start feeling that morning sickness and that nausea and you just can't take it anymore, they're encouraging you to visit your local dispensary in these legal states and avail yourself to some so-called medical marijuana to medicate your morning sickness. That is the pot plot. That is how we can make you gay. Not you, sister, but that cannabis product that you will get from that dispensary with its elevated THC and it may even be pure THC, not natural THC. It will always be synthetic THC. Lab created THC, and none of these dispensaries are you getting natural THC because the U.S. government has a patent on THC and it supplies synthetic THC to all legal and low key illegal sources of marijuana. So, none of your weed that you get from the dispensary has natural THC, it has synthetic lab made, so sister, that cannabis product that you avail yourself to to medicate your morning sickness, that THC affects your developing fetus, male and female, Mm. in a way it disrupts the hormonal process the hormonal evolution of your fetus in a way that it absolutely can cause you to give birth to a physiologically male child that is psychologically female because that THC disrupted if it's a male fetus if if you are pregnant with an XY fetus that requires two bursts of testosterone during that pregnancy in order to first fully physically masculinize and then second, the second burst, psychologically masculinize. If at any point either one of those two bursts of testosterone are disrupted, that fetus will feminize either physically or psychologically or both. And when you smoke weed or you partake even an edible, in this case, you partake of cannabis while you're pregnant. That THC disrupts the testosterone spurts necessary to masculinize your male fetus. That is how weed 
can make you gay. It won't make a heterosexual grown man gay, but it absolutely can make a male fetus grow up to become homosexual. Wow. With that being said, I think about people and their excitement once a lot of these cities and states made it legal to sell marijuana, smoke marijuana. So due to your research in the book, uh, is it is it from your perspective? Do you think that's why a lot of cities are now legal because they knew that was the effects that it was going to have? Prior to us entering into the era of the COVID-19 pandemic, up until this point, I've been saying that the legalization movement is our enemy's greatest trick because it tricks us in three ways. The legalization movement in America did three things to us, black people, that was detrimental. Now I have to say, the legalization movement did four very damaging things to us. The first thing, the first trick that the legalization movement played on us, and the first damage done to us through the legalization movement was it made available, freely available, to any black man and woman who wants it, not God's holy herb, but specifically this weaponized weed. In none of these states, in none of these dispensaries, family, are you availing yourself to God's holy herb? None of them. In all of these dispensaries, you're getting government manipulated we the thc is synthetic the cbd is no doubt no no doubt synthetic you are getting the marijuana that has been weaponized to feminize black men and masculinize black women so the first damaging thing that the legalization movement did to black people was make this weaponized weed so freely available to us with the intent of making as many of us partakers of this weaponized weed as possible perpetuating or creating the logic in our minds so those who didn't smoke before, planting a seed in our minds, well, it's legal now. Right. Let me try it. Mm -hmm. So because of the legalization, state legalization, more black people are availing themselves to this weaponized weed that is having the effect that's intended. I'll get to that in a minute. The second trick that is played and damage done was it helped increase mass incarceration of black people. 
Now you say, as it was said on my page today, Dr. Wesley, why are you saying legalization of marijuana was bad for black people? Do you want the mass incarceration of black people on the pretext of a marijuana bus? Do you want that to continue? My, because of course, most of the black and brown men who are caught up in the mass incarceration dragnet, they are in prison for most of them on the drug beef, but not for crack, not for cocaine. Most of them are in prison because of a marijuana beef. And so the question to me isn't illegitimate. How can you say, Brother Wesley, that the legalization movement is bad for black people? Do you want black people to continue to get arrested for marijuana while, while white people are making millions? No. That's exactly why I say the legalization movement is bad for black people. Because in states where marijuana has been legalized, it is not the case that legalization translated into less black men being arrested for marijuana possession. It has resulted in more black men being arrested for marijuana possession. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. In states where the possession of marijuana is legal, black men are being arrested at higher rates than when marijuana was illegal in that state. How, do, how, how does that make sense, right. Brother Wesley? Because, as I said, my words were the most diabolical thing done against the black man was the state legalization of marijuana. As long as marijuana is federally proscribed, as long as marijuana is federally, federally a Schedule One drug, It doesn't matter in every state where where marijuana possession is legal, the federal government still considers it illegal. And so it's the DEA going in these legal states now and making the arrest. Mm. Because state legalization never trumps federal criminalization. So that's the trick. In these states, they got us saying... We are free because the state legalizes marijuana possession. We out on the corner. We out in the block. We out in the restaurant. We are feeling safe and comfortable to smoke our blunt out in the public because it's legal here. And the DEA swoops down and arrests us. And that's why in these states, arrest for marijuana has increased not decreased. Mm. It's the trick. The third trick that the legalization of marijuana movement 
has played on black America is in almost every state, and I'm just qualifying it just to be safe, but it's probably the case in every state where marijuana use is legalized in those states, employers are still given the right to drug test their employees and fire you for smoking weed. So you have the legal right now. We have the legal right now to smoke a blunt before we go in to work. And our white employer has the legal right to drug test us, find the marijuana in our system, and fire us. So we're still getting arrested at higher numbers since marijuana legalization. And we can lose our jobs now in states where it's legal. And we lose our job because we got arrested after a drug test. We feeling bad. We down and out. We medicate our depression with the legal marijuana, increasing the biochemical damage it's, being, it's doing to us. Which leads me to number four. The fourth trick that the legalization movement in America played on black people and the diabolical thing that it did to black people. It biochemically predisposed us to the devastation of COVID-19. There's a reason black people are dying. We suffer COVID-19 more severely than the average white person. We are dying in numbers. Once it hit our community, it exploded. It was a viral bomb. Once we started getting it and the general pattern is no doubt like that which was the case in Milwaukee. Black people, black men in particular, are dying of COVID-19 in Milwaukee. But COVID-19 began in an affluent white community. Patient zero and patient one, two, and three in Milwaukee was affluent white people. But it went from the affluent white community to the black hood in Milwaukee. It no doubt went from the affluent white community to the black hood in Chicago and in all of these places. And we documented the deliberate effort of white people to spread COVID-19 or the coronavirus in the black communities. White people deliberately, the federal government documented the plan of white supremacists, not just in white hoods, but think of white lab coats, 
white supremacists deliberately spreading coronavirus in the black neighborhoods. And once that was done, once we were exposed to the virus, we were already predisposed to the devastation from the virus. And we were predisposed to that devastation by the legalization of marijuana movement in America. We have been spending this year getting lifted, smoking blunts, and it has done something to our physiology. It has done something to us, our lungs, our whole respiratory system. It's done something to us, and we are going to illustrate exactly what it did. It had, what it has done, it has predisposed us to severe case of COVID-19. So when we get it, we don't get mild COVID-19. We get fatal COVID-19. And I want to, I, I will stop there and let you chime in. But when we come back, I want to put some illustrations up. But those are the four tricks that the legalization of marijuana movement in America has played on black people. And those are the four damaging things that have been done to black people through the legalization of marijuana movement. It's a trick. It's not legal for us. We are getting arrested at higher numbers in states where it's legal, not lesser numbers. Is that documentation in the, in the book as well? Absolutely. Yes, sir. The last question we got before we get to the uh, what you sent us is they're asking what is the effects of women? We know that it's feminizing the men, but the older women, besides, you know, them getting pregnant, what is it doing to them? That's very critical. And I have a whole chapter in here on the mat weaponized weed and the masculinization of the black woman and then followed by the chapter black woman don't smoke weed while you're pregnant so we document the effects on black men the effects on black women and the effects on black children let me start with children and then go back to women because i want to say this to us parents in states where it's legal and in states where it's not legal. In the privacy of our home, we smoke weed. Mm. With our children around us, that secondhand smoke does damage to our children. Our children are developing biochemically through adolescence and the secondhand smoke that's in our home that our children are subjected to. This is how a heterosexual man love his women and he love his weed. But his son will come up 
and in the wink of an eye, put on a dress. See, sir? Okay. You aren't gay. But while you were smoking weed in your home with your with your son there, taking in that secondhand weed smoke, suffering the biochemical, the hormonal effects of that secondhand weed smoke, now he is grown and is cross-dressing. Now he is gender fluid. Now, people have said, Brother Wesley, you make no sense saying on one hand, we feminizes the black man and on the other hand saying we masculinizes the black woman come on bro you don't make any sense you're not consistent well no you just don't understand um, sexual physiology you don't understand the physiological implications of what the quran says when he's when it says and women are not like men. And men are not like women. We have documented, Brother Ben, that while the elevated synthetic THC, it diminishes testosterone in men. And of course, testosterone is the he hormone. Testosterone is the power hormone. Testosterone is the masculinizing hormone as estrogen is the feminizing hormone. We've documented that that THC diminishes testosterone in men, but that same THC elevates testosterone in women. Mm. because testosterone has two different sources in men and women. Whereas the testosterone or the THC stops the gonads, the testicles, from producing THC in Men, in women, testosterone is also produced in the adrenal gland. And that THC stimulates the adrenal gland in women to produce testosterone. And this is how, while THC feminizes black men by the, by the diminishing of testosterone, it can masculinize black women by the stimulation of testosterone through the adrenal gland. THC in a woman can be anti-estrogenic in women. Estrogen is what 
feminizes women physiologically. It sculpts femininity. It estrogen signaling in the brain is important for the feminine, the feminine mental phenotype. THC has been shown to be anti-estrogenic in women while smoking a man with both smokers. The a man smoking a blunt, a woman smoking a blunt. The fire and the smoke that's produced Marijuana smoke has not only carcinogens in it, marijuana smoke has estrogenic chemicals in it. Now look at what it does. These estrogenic chemicals, it feminizes. It can feminize black men how? By producing man breasts. That's why a lot of long-term chronic weed smokers develop man breasts. That those estrogenic chemicals in the smoke of weed in women, it can give you breast cancer. Mm. Breast cancer is an estrogen fed cancer and many of our cancers that we suffer from are estrogen fed cancers. So the estrogenic chemicals in the weed smoke, if we do a lot of weed smoking and the point of legalizing it in the state while main keeping it criminalized at the federal level it's a trick us into smoke, smoke weed every day, as Nate Dogg said. So when we smoke weed every day, we expose ourselves to the weed smoke and the chemicals. So there's a constant estrogenization of men and women that has differing effects on our two systems. So, yes. This weaponized weed absolutely can feminize men, non-sexual feminizations, but in the case of fetuses and adolescents, it can sexually feminize boys when they become men, and it masculinizes girls and women. Hmm. There it is. Okay, so let's get to the slide. Which uh, which one would you like me to go to first? So, go to first. Put up SARS, please. There, I ask you to have on deck the an image of the SARS virus because. I said, and I want us to understand how it is that the legalization, the state legalization of marijuana has so 
diabolic, diabolically contributed to the COVID-19 epidemic. The legalization of marijuana on the state level has disastrously contributed to the COVID-19 black epidemic. So do you have the uh, picture of COVID-19 up? Yes, sir. With the uh, with the red spikes going in? Yes. Yes, sir. And that's very important that we understand this virus. And of course, as I did the last time, it's important that those red things, those spikes, that's very important. The spike is the means by which the virus enters our cells. That spike is the key to entry into our cells so it can do its damage. That spike was the focus of the gain of function research done by the scientists that manipulated the bat coronaviruses to produce SARS and SARS-1 and produce SARS-2. Their focus was on that spike. Because that spike determines host specificity, meaning whether that virus can will infect bats or whether that virus will infect pigs or whether that virus will infect humans. You determine that by manipulating that spike. That spike is the key. What's the lie? So now go to the image with the blue SARS virus, the bigger graph. Is it the one that has the blue spikes going in and there's a red line in the middle? That is correct. Yes, sir. It's up. That is correct. It's important to understand something. Look, family, in the beginning of this SARS-2 outbreak, there was a lot of focus on the elderly suffering. Mm -hmm. The outbreaks at the elderly homes and there was a lot of talk of the vulnerability of those who are 60 and over. So we had the impression that COVID-19 was an old person's disease. And we young people, we're good. You know, if we're young and black, we good, good. And then the truth started coming out. That young people, are dying of SARS-2, SARS-CoV-2, or the novel coronavirus. 40-year-old men, 32-year-old men. And this made SARS-2 
different from SARS-1 because the SARS-1 outbreak of 2002-2003, while it affected all age groups, it was older people who were dying from SARS-1. And the and there's a specific reason. The reason is SARS viruses, these coronaviruses, the doorway to human cells is this receptor on the cell called ACE2. ACE2. It's a receptor on cells in the lungs. That's the lock that the coronavirus key fits into to gain entry into the cell, thereby replicating itself and doing its damage. The ACE2 receptor Generally, older people have more of these receptors mm. in their lungs than younger people. The more receptors we have, the more doorways that more virus can enter us and do its damage. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Because generally, and this was the case with SARS-1, because older people tend to have more of these ACE2 receptors than younger people, SARS-1 was more devastating for older people than younger people. Younger people got it, but they got mild symptoms, SARS-1. When older people got it, they got it more severely and 60% died. It's because they had more of these ACE2 receptors, which meant more doorways to the virus, which means a heavier viral load, and thus the more damage that can be done. But what's the difference between SARS-2, uh, SARS-1 and SARS-2? They have the same spike. The spike of SARS-1 was retained for SARS-2. So just as with SARS-1, SARS-2, the key to cellular entry is still that spike and the main doorway to entry into our cells is still the ACE2 receptor. Well, why are more young people dying? And why are black people dying, younger black people dying of SARS-2 way more than was the case with SARS-1? One of the reasons is that marijuana. Mm. That 
what both tobacco smoke does. And I have a chapter in here, the menthol cigarettes that we like to smoke. And often we chase our weed down with a menthol. That menthol cigarette that we like to smoke. And then the the thing with black weed smokers, different from white weed smokers, white boys tend to smoke a joint. Black dudes tend to smoke a blunt. You know the difference between a joint and a blunt. A joint is marijuana wrapped in paper. So the chemical we're ingesting are strictly marijuana-derived chemical. A blunt is marijuana wrapped in a tobacco cover, a cigar cover. So a blunt is marijuana and tobacco. Mm. So blunt smoking, double barrels is a double barrel shotgun in this regard. Because independently, both tobacco and independently marijuana, and then doubling together, they do something very specific. Those ACE2 receptors that we're looking at, that green is an ACE2 receptor. That's the doorway for the coronavirus entry into the cell. The more ACE2 receptors we have in our lungs, the more virus can enter our cells, which means the heavier viral load we will have and the greater damage the infection will do. What tobacco smoke and marijuana smoke does is both increase the amount of ACE2 receptors in our lungs and it increases the activity of the ACE2 receptors. So young chronic weed smokers, they parallel old people in the sense that they have an excessive amount of ACE2 receptors in their, their lungs like old people do. And so when, the, when we're exposed to the virus, whereas with yesterday, Young people who got SARS, they just got a mild version because they had a typical amount of ACE2 receptors in their lungs. But today, with all of the weed smoking going on, young people, especially black young people, have an excessive amount of ACE2 receptors, which means an excessive amount of coronavirus particles enter our system so our viral load is heavier and the results of the infection are more devastating. Wow. So the first thing this weaponized weed has done was produce all of these H2 receptors in us that the coronavirus is taken advantage of. So bring up now the second 
And if you can keep those to the, the nitric oxide image, if you are able to keep these two images up, that will be great. There's something else that marijuana smoke does that contributes to the reason coronavirus is so much more devastating among us. Okay, they're both up. What we're looking at is a molecule of nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is a chemical in the gas produced by our cells. Nitric oxide is important because it has antiviral activity and specifically the value of nitric oxide is it does two things with relation to the coronavirus, that spike that we've been talking about, the nitric oxide stops the spike from being able to fuse with the cell it wants to enter. So nitric oxide helps fight off, helps the body fight off viral infection, specifically coronavirus infection, because if we are infected with the virus, that nitric oxide will, one, help keep the spike from being able to fuse with the cell. Mm. And two, nitric oxide stops coronavirus from replicating in the system, which viruses need to do, need to replicate in order to do their damage. But nitric oxide produced by our cells stops coronavirus replication. So nitric oxide is a very important immunodefense against viral infection in general and specifically coronavirus infection. Well, what does that have to do with marijuana? Brother Wesley, and what does that have to do with black people? Brother Wesley, it has everything to do with that. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market. And I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you 
every single week. If you want to join the ABS Tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com. www.whatisabstribe.com. Because what marijuana smoke does is it diminishes nitric acid. Both tobacco smoke and marijuana smoke diminishes the amount of nitric oxide, not nitric acid, nitric oxide in our body available to us. So this important defense against coronavirus infection, that important defense, marijuana smoke knocks it out. It limits it. So if you are a heavy weed smoker, and especially over the last year with the legalization of marijuana, a lot more black people have become much heavier weed smokers. So we've been depleting our already low nitric oxide availability. I said already low because something very interesting, black people have been made in America to already, all black people, smoke or non-smoker, to have lower amounts of nitric oxide than white people. That's not a natural thing. That's been done to us. That already we went into the game because of scientific wickedness. We already carry less nitric oxide than white people. And then when you add the effect of chronic weed smoking, we just depleted of this very important immunodefense tool nitric oxide that battles coronavirus. So we've been smoking weed. So the weed smoke has done these two things. So when I said the weed smoking has predisposed black people, black smokers predisposed us to devastating effects of COVID-19, the devastating effects that we are witnessing, it is because the weed smoke that we have been freely, legally inhaling over the last year in particular. What has it produced in us? It produced a larger amount of ACE2 receptors, which allowed a larger amount of coronavirus to enter our system and the weed smoke has eliminated a natural effective defense against the virus once it's in us nitric oxide and what is the result devastation we have black people are having a more severe phenotype of COVID-19. We are dying of COVID-19. It is more once it entered our community because we were already predisposed to devastation. Once it hit our community, 
devastation it was. So with that being said, what can we eat, drink, or do to increase the nitric, uh, what is it, oxide? Nitric oxide. Yeah, what do we do? I'm not going to give that counsel. Okay. Because I don't do that. I'm not qualified to do that. I stay with what I know in my lane. We need to, there are, I am going to say, there are ways, as I understand it, to naturally increase nitric oxide. And I would encourage all of us who are listening to me, the counsel I would give is do, in this case, it's appropriate to Google it, how to naturally increase nitric oxide. But I'm not going to give that counsel here. I'm not going to say take this supplement because I haven't vetted the supplement that they are saying take this supplement in order to increase. I'm not going to get on your platform and say black people take this supplement because I don't know the supplement personally and I have not vetted it. So I won't do that. But I am encouraging us to Google it because they are saying there are natural ways to increase nitric oxide. But if we take that supplement but continue smoking weed, Mm -hmm. then what's the point? And so I had a conversation, I'm going to close here, with a colleague of mine. And I'm sure this is true with many of our colleagues and friends who have young people Millennials or younger, Gen Z, who cannot tolerate this shelter in place. They're having a hard time with this shelter in place and the anxiety is pushing them to go see their weed man. Mm. They're they're smoking a lot more weed now. As a consequence of the anxiety of COVID-19 and as a consequence of the depression that the shelter in place is causing among them and many of us, they are medicating that depression with this weaponized weed. That's compounding the problem. So we are extremely vulnerable to exposure. To the virus and once it we're exposed if we are unfortunate enough to be exposed if we have been medicating our depression with this weaponized weed if we are unfortunate enough to be exposed to the virus it can have very devastating effects on us Yes, sir. I have two more images here. We have the uh, the white chemist, and then we have the cannabis. Yeah. Let me pull that up. Ooh, uh, no, no, first pull up the cannabis cabal. Because there you go. I want us to see when I say the weaponization of marijuana, I'm not speaking rhetoric. We identify the architects of the pot plot. Mm -hmm. 
These are the architects of the pot plot. These are the originators of the loud as we are enjoying it today. Over in the left right-hand corner, Colonel James Ketchum of the U.S. Army Chemical Corps, who said, speaking of his Conquer by Cannabis program, Conquer by Cannabis program, their study of marijuana was part of their Conquer by Cannabis program because Colonel James Ketchum, who was who hid it, the Conquer by Cannabis program, he said, quote, we weren't looking for medical benefits with cannabis. We were trying to subdue people. What people was the U.S. Army Chemical Corps trying to subdue? Please put up the picture of those black men. There you go. <clears throat> Colonel James Ketchum of the U.S. Army Chemical Corps who headed the Army's Conquer by Cannabis program who said, quote, we weren't looking for medical benefits. We were trying to subdue people those black men you are looking at, you are looking at the people subdued by the weaponized marijuana. Mm. This is an image of black men, according to the caption that originally, originally accompanied it, black men from Baltimore gone off K2. Synthetic marijuana. You know who created K2 synthetic marijuana that subdued those black men and are subduing black men across this country? Bring up the white scientist. He's up. Yeah. John Huffman. Mr. John Hoffman, who received millions of dollars from the U.S. government, the National Institute of Health, the same institute that gave China, the Wuhan lab, the talking point of the media now is that the coronavirus leaked out of the Wuhan laboratory, virology laboratory, And now Americans are talking about suing China for leaking the virus. But you're going to have to sue the National Institute of Health if you're going to do that. You're going to have to sue Dr. Anthony Fauci if you do that because the process that 
led to the creation of SARS-CoV-2, it didn't begin in Wuhan. It began here in Wuhan, China. It didn't begin in Wuhan, China. It began in the U.S. and North Carolina. Mm. But when the Obama administration put a moratorium on the type of gain of function research that was being done on the original SARS-1 virus, when the Obama administration put a moratorium on it, nobody can do that research right now. Dr. Anthony Fauci and his National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease transferred the work to the Wuhan lab in China and gave the Wuhan, the Wuhan Virology Institute in China $3.7 million to continue the research. Or over a decade gave them $3.7 million, but gave them specifically millions of dollars to continue the work that was started in North Carolina Chapel Hill. So if you're going to sue China because of what the Wuhan Virology Institute did, you're going to have to sue the U.S. government for what the North Carolina Biosafety Level 3 lab did. But to marijuana, the same institute that funded the research that went into the creation of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, they are the ones that funded Hoffman and this creation of hundreds of synthetic marijuana. His most famous being K2. Black men in prisons and are subdued. In prisons, they use K2 to subdue yeah. the population. That's why K2 is so freely available and that's why COVID-19 is running through the prison system doing devastation to prisoners. It That was preceded by K2 epidemics. K2 is flooding the prisons doing its damage to the prisoners and then you drop coronavirus in there you are going to get exactly what we got. So this, these are the, the key white people, and there are more, the key scientists who are the architects and executors of the pot plot. Wow. So with that being said, um, I think that is all um, of the slides what do you advise um, for those who um, see value in the CBD teas, the CBD gummies and things of that nature? Is that safe? I know a lot of people are involved with that now. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a very important question that we must tackle. Because a lot of people are heavily invested even Muslims 
are heavily invested. Some Muslims are heavily invested in the sale and distribution of CBD. Now, people may have heard me compare CBD and THC to the black and brown germ. The Yakub separated to graft out the brown germ and give it full expression. CBD and THC are best, one, when they're natural, and two, when they synergize with each other, which is what they're supposed to do. That's how God created it. CBD has a lot of great, great qualities. THC has good qualities too, but THC also has a lot of bad qualities if left to its own devices. That's the point of CBD is to not let THC be left to its own devices. So as long as CBD and THC synergize with each other, CBD controls the negative potentiality of THC and emphasizes the good potentiality of THC. But when you separate THC out from the controlling influence of CBD, just as you separate out, you graft out the brown germ from the controlling influence of the black germ, that's how you produce devil. Wow. A devil human or a devil weed. Now, when CBD has great medicinal value, with that being said, I am absolutely not a cosigner, a green lighter, of this CBD culture that we're in. One, the CBD is no more natural than the THC that's made available. Mm. And synthetic CBD, meaning lab-made uh, simulations of the natural CBD, lab-made simulations of the natural THC, synthetic creations have different effects than natural creations. So the CBD oils, I'm not, I can be no more against somebody availing themselves to a CBD oil to ease a pain than I would be to somebody who would take an aspirin if the headache just gets too much and I'm one of them, I don't take pills and I don't, I rarely ever get headaches, but I will be disingenuous if I postured as if over the course of my woke life, I didn't get a headache that lasted so long, was so heavy. Yeah, I took a Tylenol. But I never recreationally engaged in popping Tylenol. I took the Tylenol on the rare occasion for the purpose of the headache, and then that was it. I didn't touch that Tylenol bottle again. But 
I can't, I can no, no more um, condemn somebody who avails themselves situationally to a CBD oil like I might have availed myself situationally to a Tylenol just as Tylenol is a bunch of synthetic chemistry that ain't good for us. In the long term, it may achieve its situational need. Mm-hmm. I got a headache. It's gone too long. I, all right, I'm going to take an aspirin and get rid of this headache. Situational need. Lab-created chemistry. If I indulge in that recreationally, I'm just doing something very stupid and very damaging. The CBD products, no doubt, are composed of not natural CBD, but synthetic, lab-created, just like that Tylenol. But I can't begrudge someone who will avail themselves to a CBD product situationally to ease the pain. But this is where I caution us. I'm hearing us present these CBD products as some elixir, as some great healer Mm. that we can freely indulge in. That's bad. That is the the danger of the CBD culture because it's not an elixir. The CBD products with this synthetic CBD is no more an elixir then that Tylenol that I took, did yeah, it got rid of my headache. But that ain't no elixir. Misuse of it will be very damaging. Overuse, and let me be real clear about what I mean, misuse of it. Any free use of a Tylenol or an aspirin or ibuprofen, any free use of that synthetic chemistry is harmful. Any free use of these CBD products, I'm suspecting, would be very harmful. So I cannot co-sign this CBD culture that we see going around. People think that this thing is great because CBD natural, because we heard of the great qualities that natural CBD does have, but it has it in this natural context among its other cannabinoid chemicals, the beneficiary of what they call the entourage effect, CBD synergizing with the other God-created chemicals. But when you isolate these chemicals out, yes, they can still have situational benefit, but if we allow the situational benefit to mislead us into thinking that means we can freely use CBD products, then I think that is misguided and will contribute to our health problem. Yes, sir. Thank you for that answer because uh, definitely everybody pushing that like a mud, like it's drugs from back in the day. Yeah, yeah like it's an elixir. <laughs> yeah, so uh, as we close, a lot of people have been asking, is the book available yet? If so, where can they go to buy it at? Many people are looking <laughs> to get the book now. Yes, yes, sir, and thank you. And the book is available, The Pot Plot, 
marijuana, hip-hop, and the scientific assault on Black America. You can avail yourself to it, family, at our website, www.drwesley.online. That's D-R-W-E-S-L-E-Y dot online. And I'm saying this in close. Again, back to the point, and I'm going to keep making this point. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. 800 pages and 2,000 footnotes. I think I have the right to instruct y'all to keep me out of the conspiracy theory conversation. Yes, sir. 800 pages and 2,000 footnotes. I think I got that right. And what we have done, we have purchased ownership, Brother Ben, of the conversation. You have to account. All of us who are engaging in this marijuana conversation, all of us who have been mocking and dismissing your brother for these last seven years, 800 pages and 2,000 footnotes, no, you have to reckon with this now. You have to answer to this now. You have to answer with the documentation. You cannot dismiss the pot plot summarily anymore. This is the elephant in the room of every conversation about marijuana and black people. The pot plot is real. We've documented it and we have made the documentation available for you to vet. If my my documentation is shady, then you will see it and point it out for the people. But we have put the matter. You beyond summary dismissal now. Anyone who wants to be in denial of the pot plot, you have to impeach anyone who wants to continue to be in denial that marijuana has been weaponized against the black man, woman, and child. You have to impeach the documentation that we have produced. Good luck with that. Yes, sir. Well, I thank you, brother, again for joining us, uh, giving us the valuable information that you always give. Uh, the website has now been commented in the uh, website. We got a couple people said they're on it right now. Uh, I'll leave the closing words to you. <clears throat> the closing words should be always the opening and the closing words. Those of the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan, who is the only source of true and dependable guidance today. This COVID-19 pandemic is real. It is not a hoax. Yes, there are hoaxes involved in this whole thing. There's lies told. There's numbers padded. There's political manipulation a foot. All of that is true, but what is also true is the coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, is real and is having real devastating effect on Black people. And in this hour, the only true guidance is that of the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan. You don't want to listen to the other people. 
The only one you want to listen to is the Honorable Brother Minister, Minister Farrakhan. So, we are blessed to have received today in real time mm -hmm. divine guidance. Those of us who are followers of Farrakhan, if we are followers of the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan, as not just as members, registered members of the Nation of Islam, but all black people. If you knew, if we knew what was best for us, we all would be followers of the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan. He is instructing us to continue the protocols of social distancing, of personal protective equipment. He is instructing us and guiding us to continue these protocols for our protection and the protection of our family and loved ones. So even though we may be able to go to Chili's in Georgia next week and sit down and doing what they call it, um, happy hour. Even though happy hour may return to Chili's or TGIF next Friday in Georgia and other states. We don't want to be found in that happy hour. Likely that may end in a very unhappy hour for those who would dismiss these social distancing and personal protective equipment protocols. Yes, sir. Well, I thank you, brother. I look forward to bringing you back on later. Uh, you, you haven't put out the full report, right? No, not yet. Okay, so he still has more. We're, we're observing, and I don't do anything rushed. Mm -hmm. This situation is unfolding, and this coronavirus has taught us that everybody who has rushed out there has had to backtrack. We should always be slow. We should always be careful. So, People hate, Brother Ben, how slow my articulation is. But y'all just going to have to deal with Y'all, not y'all, but you don't want to be found rushing into anything in this hour, except rushing to your Lord and the man that he has established among us as the only goalpost, as the only signpost, that being the Honorable Brother Minister Farrakhan. Yes, sir. Well, we look forward to seeing you next time, brother. Uh, and thank you for bringing the valuable information. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for having me. Wa alaikum salam. Yes, sir. Man, always a blessing to have people on to bring y'all this information man i look forward to having them on again i have another powerful guest coming on tomorrow evening so please continue to tune in to the brother ben x podcast like i say man just the the, the ending of what he said is my sentiments many people was asking me to talk about is it 5g is it this is it that i always said listen i don't know what i do know is the honorable minister lewis farrakhan said self-improvement is the basis for community development. You see? 
I don't care if it's from 5G, if it's really the virus, if it's the sun, if it's this, if it's that. What are we doing to prepare ourselves? Because if you find out that it's this and it's not this and it's not that and it's not that, have you prepared yourself mentally? Have you prepared yourself spiritually, financially? That's all I can speak about. I'm not a scientist, not a biologist. I can't go in and give you all of that increment, that that, that strategic or, you know, micro information. I, I can't give you that. But I can give you the teachings of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and I know that we should be focusing on ourselves as well. Do not leave out of this quarantine knowing everything about the virus, but you know nothing about yourself. Don't leave this quarantine knowing everything about every conspiracy video that goes out there, but you still don't know what your purpose is in life. Don't leave out of this quarantine saying that I was bored, I had nothing to do, and then you don't leave out of here with a plan about generational wealth for your son and your daughter. See, these are things we should also be focused on. So that's been my lane, and I let those who are more uh, knowledgeable in it than me come on the podcast to give you guys the information. I'm just blessed to have a platform to bring that information to you all. So I thank everyone for listening. If you would like to support the, uh, the platform, you can do so via Cash App, dollar sign, Brother Ben X, so we can continue to do what we do, bring on these powerful guests. And with that being said, y'all have a black-tastic night. As-salamu alaykum. John Benny. Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do for yourself. Know you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. God never let up. Everyone that I'm around already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up. Elijah Muhammad. Muhammad Ali. Sarah Carmichael. Mess now, man. What about me? Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do for yourself. Know you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. God never let up. Everyone that I'm around already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up. Elijah Muhammad. Muhammad Ali. Sarah Carmichael. Mess now, man. What about me? Be willing to die so that we can be free. Now, if we don't produce, man, what we gon' eat? What we gon' eat? Yeah, man, what we gon' eat? What we gon' do if they cut off the street? If they block off the truck? Hey, listen, family. If you want to learn how to build your own banking system. Yes, I said it. Build your own banking system. We have a wonderful course, over 30 lessons, 25 hours of content that also comes with a 268-page textbook. Yes, textbook that's going to teach you how to build your own private banking system with your family. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be rich in order to do it. Inside of this, go to privatebankingblueprint.com, privatebankingblueprint.com, and we're going to show you exactly how you can build your own private banking system for your family. Guess what? Say buy the credit, say buy the debt. I'm going to show you how to do it with our private banking blueprint. See you there. Privatebankingblueprint.com.